how we doing everyone i hope you're all keeping well got a, another new episode we are returning guest this time i've got reese donnelly in the studio this time um talking about all things theater school of scotland and a lot of other stuff as always hit the wee subscribe button and let me know in the comments what you think of the episode big thanks as always to paul at the green room for production and paul at let me repair for sponsorship cheers guys We good? Reese, how are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm good, mate. I can't believe it's been two years since we it's been two years. We had that episode. Do you know what? I feel like I've just said that there and thinking that, but I'm like, I feel like it's nice to sit down and have a wee bit of breathing time, but two years. Two years, mate. God. Well, it's good to be back. I know, mate. Look how much you've grown I know, in my absence. Listen, we, look at the gap. room in my house. I love it. On the phone to, to this beautiful wee. Oh, it's cool wee space as it's a cool space and everybody you've had on as well seeing you with a few of the good pals on jean johansson oh, she was on i listened to the bold jeans episode she's a good girl um i great guest has been on as well so brilliant it's so good to there. see it's getting there mate um as i said to you before we started i listened to that episode on saturday i was out in my car and i'm like i'll put it on because it always kind of twigs questions in my head um and when i finished listening to it I was like, fuck me, he's 200 mile an hour, man. He's all out. Work, work, work constantly. Your cousin Desiree said that to me as well back before I'd got mm-hmm. you in the first place. Has anything changed in the last two years from that space? Or are you still... Do you know what? <laughs> I absolutely, I, I think that like, the the what you've just said of like being 200 mile an hour is always going to be within me mm-hmm. but i think like the past few years you just kind of go hold on here like let's start looking at like policies and procedures <laughs> and structure rather than just going let's try and hit that turnover <laughs> and i think that the past five years of like having the school and having like the businesses i've got have been class but i do think in the past kind of like 12 months i've just sort of went like okay let's evaluate what's working what's mm-hmm. not and like evaluate yourself like mm-hmm. You know, as well as I do, I'm very much like, let's go, 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 go. And it has been great to get as mm-hmm. where we've got to, but moving into the new building, it was just about learning to like, let certain things go. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're running this course. Does that fit our brand? No, don't be precious of it. Get it away, right. get something fresh in. And I think, but I've certainly relaxed a bit, matured maybe. <laughs> well, that was the thing as well, because on that, we were saying... What do you hope for the next year, two years? Mm-hmm. And you said, I'm going to have this super studio. I'm going to build it on the next couple of years. And I'm thinking, I have no doubts he's got to do this. Oh, and yeah. then transfer on a year, you find a place in a tune. And I felt like I was watching fucking Grand Designs, mate. You were full on, mate. Don't. I mean, I'll start you because Channel 4 should have been following me during <laughs> that process. Phil and Kirsty would have filled their books. I tell you that. I mean... What a process for finding it to getting planning permission to then me going, hold on a minute here, like I'm not opening this until it's got all glass fronted walls and <laughs> I want three baby grand pianos. And then you need to go, okay, let's scale Reese back and let's look what we need. But I think that when in the last time I was on the podcast, I'll never forget you said like, what's next? And it was the studio and it was the college to mm-hmm. open that, which obviously has happened and it's, right. and it's good to be back. But I think like more on, like a personal level, mm-hmm. just like 
chilling out and right. realizing that like life's not a race. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, to a certain degree, mm -hmm. I'm still always going to be a greyhound. It's going to want to. I'm not letting MD in front of me. But <laughs> I mean, you do just let me go right. Calm down, a bit sunny. <laughs> so no, I think I've certainly taken that over the past two year. How much you are? How much of a business risk was it moving to a, a place that big? Because it is a big unit and it's slap bang in the middle of town and you're in the midst of COVID and so, you're taking this on. You know, obviously, I don't like to do anything half measures. Aye. And I think that the problem was is the brand that, that I had in my head, and I think this comes down to like vision, right? Mm -hmm. You can have a fantastic team and I can have the best staff ever. But if I've got a vision in my head, mm -hmm. when I wake up every day, I need to see that vision come right. to life. And that might be in numbers, it might be in figures, it might be in ethos, it might be in an energy. But I had this vision in my head and I kept going to the studio and thinking, this isn't the Theatre School of Scotland. Like, mm -hmm. The Theatre School of Scotland for me is a model of an LA studio. Aye. And I kept looking and kept looking and I'm paying a fortune for the place that we were in. Not that I'm not paying a fortune for the place we're in now, but like you're paying it and I'm like, you know, it's not giving you that vibe when you come right. in. It's difficult for me then to expand it because I'm wanting something a bit more, but the logistics and the hassles and the stress of moving into that, it was probably the biggest risk ever. Like, I mean, a quarter of a million pound in and I go, shit, like, <laughs> better work. And... It's one of the things where when people follow a business for like, you know, we've been running five years and mm -hmm. I literally started from four kids in a primary school Aye. and people sometimes go like that to me like, oh my God, like you must be doing so well. And I'm like, that's great for you to look at that for the outside. Aye. You know, people think, you know, you go on nice holidays, but I'm like, when you actually look at it, you know, you had to, I had to find the money to Aye. rip that place apart. I mean, mm -hmm. I took on a unit that didn't have toilets or running water or windows actually. So it was just a case of you're either going to do it and you'll do it right or Aye. we stay where we are and we stay average for a mm -hmm. while it was the biggest risk ever has it paid off i is it too early for me to say absolutely and shout about it <laughs> we're only like you know we're only nine months into the premises mm -hmm. it's fantastic and it's everything that i've ever imagined and i think even like as you're saying city setting up being like just off in the east end is great but i'm mm -hmm. like when you think of the theater school of scotland i want yeah. slap bang in the middle of the Aye. city center so it is, it's been great and it's you know what it's, it's a space for the kids where they come in and they're buzzing to be there yeah the staff love working there mm -hmm. and it's just much more of like we've drew it from yeah. nothing whereas mm -hmm. i had an office that i'd flipped into like four studios it just wasn't practical in the mm -hmm. grand scheme of things so yes it was the biggest risk probably that i will ever take and i don't know if i'd rush back but <laughs> um no it's been good it's been good to get in and get settled how worried were you before opening it, it wasn't before opening there was so many <laughs> I was honestly when I say I was broken for like <laughs> the process of it like I can work right. I can graft mm -hmm. all day and all night but this was like mentally physically there was every sort of demand like right. I've probably never been in a financial pressure of that in my life right. and there's so many things that people don't think about and, and it's one thing that you know if you are a, somebody in my business and you get away with it crack on but mm we do everything in, in a way that's legal like mm -hmm. so i had to apply for planning permission i had to have an interior designer i had to have an architect Aye. i had to have a uh so i had to have an architect and on top of that i also had to have like a project manager right. i can't be in shouting at plumbers like why you know at your work <laughs> i'm getting one day and these guys are eating rolls and sausage at 11 o'clock and my attitude would be 
your brakes finished, Aye, crack, crack on. on. But, you know, I'm actually not understanding the plumber's taking his lunch because the joiner's not finished putting Aye. this in. So I had a fantastic project manager who actually done some work for us when I used to work at Light and Rumour. Right. But it's the legal stuff you don't think mm -hmm. of. You know, you're, you're 20 grand in legal fees for a lawyer that I'm like, shit, where's that coming from? Or then because of COVID, you're thousands in ventilation. Aye. Aye. There's this new rule that the air must come in, the air must be recirculated Aye. and refreshed within like minutes. So especially for the kids and the design of the studio is it's all glass windows. Mm -hmm. It's all glass fronted studios with no windows. Like there's no, no windows push out. So... <laughs> I'm like, when the aircon bill come in and the ventilation, I'm like... Shh. That's what I was going to say, see, as the money starts to... I take it, your headspace at that point just becomes a nightmare zone. I was a horrible person from September until January and no word of a lie, like, the stress of that place. Mm -hmm. It was like, when I moved into the first studio, I remember it being like, all right, the carpets are going to cost you X. Aye. But it was a couple of hundred pounds and it Aye. was like... And then when I'm getting bills in and they're like, okay, um, the ventilation's 34 grand. And you go, here, hold on a minute. I'm like, is it ending at 34 grand? They can give me to Friday or, you know, what's going on? <laughs> like it's, and I remember my mum went, how the fuck are you sleeping at night? And I was like, I'm no, I just kept going home and going like, what if this doesn't work? Or like, what if kids don't come back? And it's like, that is a long-term process. Right. And it, it was, it's a pro, it's a, it's a building we've made for the school, mm -hmm. for the college, for my staff to grow to operate the agency Aye. of but you know it was it was the hardest hardest thing i've ever 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 done other than you know when you're invested in an acting job or when you're away filming like mentally mm -hmm. it's it's hard but mm -hmm. that was horrible like you know i couldn't literally get you're going on going every day and nothing's changing and the money's just gone like ding 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 so we got there in the end but the hassle moving in like what pushes you through that though see if you're like you're lying in your bed at night and you're thinking is, are the kids going to come? Is this going to get open? How do you keep yourself balanced enough to... Because obviously when you get up the next day, Aye. you need to go you again go. and... I think that's one thing that, that's important like to talk about. And like, if anybody was to ever, ever ask me, like, this isn't easy. Like Aye. anybody owning a business, it's brutal. Aye. Like we all talk about that. This is great. You know, I want to shout about taking my wins to New York and Aye. things. But when you actually talk about the nitty gritty, it's incredibly, incredibly painful. Like, there's financial times where you go, shit, where's that coming from? Mm -hmm. There's times where you go through, you know, you go through every emotion, yeah. whether it be staff, whether it be, you know, even like people moving on or, you know, staff deciding to move away. Like you're like, you're subconsciously Aye. thinking like, shit, is there anything I could have done Aye. there? But what gets you through it, I think, is like vision and passion. Mm -hmm. And being a good leader for me is about, I can only teach my team and my kids about vision and mm -hmm. I can be the driving force behind the businesses that right. I own. But if I don't believe in it and, and right. if I don't have that strong vision going, shit, we need to make this work, then who does? Because it's very easy for me to walk into the office some days and I can tell like, okay, right, I need to go and get everybody a Starbucks right. and pick up the mood. But right. that doesn't come for anybody else other than you. But right. I think like it's, I don't know, it comes to like probably, it needs to work. Right. It, it can't know. Right. Like if it doesn't work, you know, you don't eat, you don't live and... I think that's maybe where it comes from. Drives you on. Fair play, mate. During I think COVID as well as like when you when you look at like when you were like when you were long, younger, you probably envisioned like what your dream life would be oh, like, aye. right? And I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm there, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say every day I'm closer to it. Aye. And that's one thing that I'm like, 
what what does the fucking dream life look like? Because I tell you something, I can't tell you, I'm not there yet. But I think like holding on to that, I'm like, nah, like I need this for the next step. And and you start to think like, you start chasing things on. I will say that like, yeah. you know, there's always a feeling in you that goes, okay, I'm actually chasing a new studio here. When that's opened, normal Reese would have been like, what's next? Whereas right. now it's a bit like, okay, let's stop, mm-hmm. be grateful for what we have, enjoy the new surroundings we have, <laughs> rather than going let's have one and Timbuktu. Aye. So I think that that's important to think about. Do you ever feel content at all? Do you know what? I I feel so <laughs> content now. If you this year for me has been like it's just been like a pure light bulb moment. Aye. Like the full year we opened the studio in January, we went to New York, mm-hmm. and then I've actually been away for the business for like three, four months. Um I've been away working on a project um where I had no contact with the Aye. with the with the work. And being away just makes you realise, like, what are you doing it for? Right. Like, but coming back, I'm like, I've got the best job in the world. I right. say it all the time. I'm like, I literally come in, I choose when I want to work, although I choose to work every day, but mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Right. It's the best job in the world. So being away from it makes you get, like, gives you that passion when you come yeah. back. And I think that if people felt the same way that I do about the jobs that I do, then mm-hmm. they would probably be a lot more motivated to get up every day and feel the way that I do I think that's where it is there's so many people in jobs and lives that they hate 100% you still working seven days a week well I'm going to actually let you know a fun fact here <laughs> I have just committed to taking a Saturday off wow well we'll see how long it lasts <laughs> but I was away for three months three months with <laughs> which for me is like you know still until like four months ago Hi. I've got 25 members of staff and I would have every one of their emails logged in on my phone because I'm like <laughs> I need to know what's going on whereas now I'm like right get that away <laughs> you can get in contact with me when there's a problem but still until recently I would have like the info the admin the contactors the the x at y at all of these oh. people and I'd be like that so I think just like going hold on a minute here if there's a problem uh, it'll come to you does that take a weight off for you when you get rid of all that because your, my head busts up, I get two email addresses on my phone. If you've got all that, as much as you enjoy what you're doing, so much information. I think as well as it's like, it's managing it. Like, right. if, it, if in a day where I'm not, where I'm not out at appointments or I'm not out doing X, Y, or Z, then it's fine if I want to sit at my desk and manage right. emails, but that's not managing a business. Right. Managing a business for me is about scalability, profitability, managing people, creating an ethos, building my team. I can't be building my team and building my profit. Right. If I'm worried about, you know, Sarah's not got her uniform ordered right. the other day or Sarah's uniforms came with the wrong name in it. So I think it's about putting the right people in the right places. And for me, in the past two years, I've employed people who have a skill set that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And that for me is when the penny started to drop. Right. I've got a fantastic team, but there's no point in me in bringing you in if you've got the same, same skills right. as me mm-hmm. i'd rather bring someone in who's going to enhance the business pay them that bit more but see them get great job satisfaction that they're implementing systems they're implementing procedures that right. we can all grow the business with mm-hmm. whereas before i would have thought oh do you know what let's give my pal for drama school a job and let's right. give them 30 hours because you know they're maybe not working as an actor now. so mm-hmm. i think that's kind of a growth what do you look for in people if you're going to take them on whether it's your pal or somebody you it don't depend, know. Which it depends kinda... on the role. Like, if I'm looking for a teacher, right, and I get asked this all the time, if I'm looking for a teacher, you need to be 
a working actor. Mm -hmm. You need to be a working performer, but you also need to be able to teach mm -hmm. and you also need to have teaching experience. So the best music teacher for a primary school, a high school might write to me, but if Mr. Smith has not had a professional job, he adds zero value to my business. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm looking for someone more office-based, it's like a proven track record and an attitude like energy. Aye. Energy and people, you'll Aye. know yourself when Aye. they come in and you chat to someone like, I just, I don't even know if she knows she's got the job yet, but there's an offer going out in the past <laughs> few days. Um, but I interviewed a girl the other day and I thought like, three minutes in, I'm like, you're the one, you're perfect for Aye. the job. You know, I need someone to help me run one of the sites. And she just came in and she was like, you know, she could have told me anything about the business. Mm -hmm. She could have told me areas to improve, Aye. but she wants to work. Mm -hmm. So I think that you probably come across a lot of people that, Energy is massive. Oh, 100%. I think even even when you're talking to people in an interview sense, you can tell in the first two, two three minutes. I mean, you, like, with the type of jobs you've done over the years, right, you've mm -hmm. interviewed many a people. Aye. And I genuinely believe some people don't want to work. I, I, I do, but I also think some people can't cope in that interview but, environment. You know they just crumble. And it's like, see, but see that that's slightly different because i'm like see when you see when someone's nervous mm -hmm. they're anxious i'm like do you know what you can see that you've actually got the credibility yeah and nobody likes getting grilled Aye. right and i think like some of the most like we, we have a girl that works for us in edinburgh and i'm like you're actually really quite timid but you're perfect for us to grow like Aye. you can bring somebody on and you can grow them but i genuinely do believe that there is some people that are like <laughs> seeing like in this day and age people are like oh, I only work Monday to Friday. I'm like, doesn't really work like that anymore. It's 2022. Aye. You know, your a business needs to be accessible all the time. I would love to work Monday to Friday, but Aye. nine to five. That doesn't exist anymore. No. You tell me somebody that works a Monday to Friday, nine to five, their job probably will replace with a robot Aye. in a couple of years. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. But I think as well, I agree with you in that sense that there is people who come into jobs now with so many expectations rather than just thinking i just want to get the job mm -hmm. and then and I'll i think as well that. like as a business owner i'm quite accommodating if you get kids i'm not going to have you in saturday and sunday Aye. and you know we were talking about jasmine earlier mm -hmm. who's a fantastic member of my team who when i was away you know the school probably couldn't have ran without but Aye. i'm like she's got two kids i don't want her to be working at the Aye. weekend so you then go okay what do you want to do you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a mm -hmm. couple of days in the office and maybe the odd Sunday here or there. And people genuinely go, brilliant. Aye. Like she is somebody who has a grafter. She's Aye. like, brilliant. I don't need to work a Saturday. Aye. She can take her kids out. We're all happy. But mm -hmm. I think that you still do. I still see people in this day and age, you know, the the people that are, these people that are going on holiday and complaining about, there you go, my case isn't there, right? <laughs> right. No. It's a certain attitude. That I'm like, let's... Let's just be grateful. Let's be happy. You've been on holiday, Sandra. Get your suitcase next week when Ryanair sends you. Don't worry. Well, if it's Ryanair, we'd worry. You're listening. You've no uh, chance you're, of you're getting you're it back. You've seen that case again. Not I know. a chance. No, I do think as well. It's just a... Yeah, I'm done. Let's realise that there is a lot of people out there and I think as well that is a mentality thing that I find a lot in interviews. But you can see past that. If someone's nervous, someone's anxious, you know, People buy people. You're mm -hmm. like, you like you're invested in people right. in a way, but an energy is important for me and always a degree. Like mm -hmm. I like to work with people that, especially in performing arts, right. like formal training, you know, mm -hmm. some of the best actors haven't trained, but when it comes to educating the next generation, I need to talk about 
why we've got to this point mm -hmm. because Meisner or Brett created it back in, I don't know, 1832. Aye. And it's not just Reese Donnelly that's decided we're going to actually <laughs> do this method. So I do think formal training is important for me when it comes to a member of staff coming in to work mm -hmm. full time. But workshop wise, you know, just members of the member of the office team and the, the business team. Um, oh, who comes through the door and who gives you the best energy, <laughs> isn't it? So see five years in. Yeah. How close do you think you are to having like your perfect team? round about you I'm no far right like I'm really no far and mm -hmm. I think that in the past year mm -hmm. we've had a lot of staff changes and staff developments like you know people that have been doing a job that maybe I'm like okay you now need to be the head of that department Aye. because I've actually not realised but you've got three staff under you Aye. and now a lot of my job is managing people mm -hmm. and managing expectations and managing like what your workload looks like. But I wouldn't say I'm far from the perfect team. Mm -hmm. I think that it's good to freshen up the team. Yep. I'm a firm believer of, listen, if you find something else that's going to stimulate you, I'll never hold somebody at a desk, right? Mm -hmm. And people come and go, right? right? But I think that I'm pretty close. I've got a fantastic team around me now and... I've got people that have been there for the start. I've yeah. got people that have came in from external companies and you've got a lot of people that, you know, just love it the same yeah. way that I do, which is so important to me. 100%, mate. 100%. Oh, I know. We're, we're hopefully nearly there. Couple of, couple of newbies coming in this term, which is good. I always like to freshen it up every year. Well, you must have a massive trust in the, the kind of spine because if you're away for three, four months, knowing you... And if you can't, if you don't have that daily contact with these people, as you can imagine, I, you know, I think everything's like, I'm like, great, I'll do that. Sounds brilliant. You want to, you want to film me for three months? Right. Okay. Um, and then when it comes to it, I'm like, here, hold on a minute. <laughs> what? Who pays the wages? I'm like that. A couple of days before I went, who pays the wages? I'm like, you know, I've got 25 staff that gets paid in one day. I'm like, okay, someone needs to train to do that. So I did have a bit of time before mm -hmm. I went away, but um, it was it was hard. Aye. But being away, you just learn to be like, right, is it that big a deal? Aye. And whereas if I was so in before, before I went away, like even before this year, because in particular with the build as well, that last year we had a massive shit show with Panto where mm -hmm. we had a venue, they pulled two days before it and I had to basically build a theater and right. run a show a couple of days before christmas but a lot of my focus for the past year has actually been like not on the timetable as much right. i don't teach as much i would now rather spend the time training the teachers mm -hmm. to my standards or to a syllabus's standards right. or to like sqa or lambda's standards and building them up through the same passion that i've got mm -hmm. but i think as well as it's like you kind of be everywhere at once and you kind of realise that. I think you just learn to realise like how big a deal is it? Mm -hmm. Whereas a year ago, everything was a big deal. If someone had ordered a uniform and it hadn't arrived on the date, like that would have flipped me over the edge. I'd have been like, <laughs> who's, who's, who's fault's this? <laughs> you know, who never hurt sense to the uniform guy? <laughs> so no, nah, I definitely think you just learn to be like, don't sweat, like don't sweat the small stuff. Right. I think that's important. Whereas now I'm not saying I don't still complain and still right. say that should have been done, but you learn to realise that like human error is going to happen. Right. I make mistakes. You do. We mm -hmm. all do. Listen, my team work in a very fast-paced environment where mm -hmm. generally there's 501 things going on right. at one time. You know, mm -hmm. if there's no 
60 Wayne's out filming on right. Netflix. There's 80 Wayne's going to do a show at the SEC. So mm -hmm. it's like something's going to slip and it always is kind of like that. But I think you just learn to be like, listen, it's not really that big a deal. Aye. And I suppose for you as well, you've got the kind of moments that, that are frustrating, but as you've just touched on there, you've got the other side of it and you've got kids going into different things and you're seeing people who maybe come in the door like timid, shy as you say, love and then it. go and get signed somewhere. Or go I and just love when like, some kids have no clue how good they are. Aye. Like, see a kid that doesn't know how talented they are. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Aye. I would rather work with someone who, I love it when my mum's like, get some voice, but I'll no sing for me in the house. And I'm like, Aye. three weeks. You give me three weeks, Sandra, <laughs> and I'll have them up there doing something. Because it's, it's, it's also about like building kids to be the best, of, the best person of their yeah. Like, I think if children are creatures of habit, right? Mm -hmm. And if they're told in the house, you can't sing, you can't do that, Aye. they're going to think that, right? Mm -hmm. My mum used to say for years, I sing through my nose. So I then went to drama school with a complex, <laughs> think I couldn't sing. And I'm like, hold on a minute, actually, Debbie, I've got some voice in there because you've told me I couldn't sing. So it's about, I think it's just about like nurturing kids to push them, mm -hmm. push them enough to want to try it, yeah. but learning them to grow. Like, and that's the, there's nobody else I know in the world that has a job where you get to nurture talent watch their career grow and then we always say like you know when they get to a certain level i'm more than happy to pass them on to mm -hmm. a big dog you know yeah. a big dog in london who's going to help them run but yeah we are just we've literally got the best job in the world mm -hmm. i say it all the time it's class definitely because you're 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 the start of that journey and, and see sometimes i'll know the start sometimes like and i always make this clear of like you don't need to be the best to join mm -hmm. the theater school you don't need to be the best to join the agency and mm -hmm. you don't need to be the best to join the college but you need to want it yeah. and you need to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like kids come through the door all the time and like, I I'm not disputing, we've got, you know, 600 students, some of them are there for a recreational hobby, but see those kids that want it, right. it oozes out of them. They walk right. through the door and you're like, you want it as much as I want you to have it. Mm -hmm. And they work, they put the work in, you know, they're the ones that will graft to be a lead mm -hmm. role on the show. And then before you know it, they've got a BBC edition, a Disney edition and they'll not get the first 10. Aye. And that's something that we don't shout about. We don't mm -hmm. shout about the fact that, you know, I've obviously got kids that I've had now for five years and I'm like, they're now just becoming like regulars. They've been boy number three or they've been schoolboy number Aye. four before. And it's a bit like building careers and mm -hmm. building their expectations that they're not going to walk in to be, Aye. you're not going to be Zach and Cody. No. You're going to be Zach and Cody's cousin in Aye. episode one. And it's about building a career. And I think that's one thing that like some children don't get and those mm -hmm. that do get it flourish and they work. How hard is that audition process? Because I've had people on from the industry and they speak as an adult and they're like, it's it's tough going, but obviously as a kid. It's brutal. Aye. And like, even for me, I've obviously, I did a, I did a job there where I was 10 rounds mm. and they are picking every inch of you apart. Aye. Now, as a child, I will say, we have, I say every everything, every interview I say, mm -hmm. and I said it on the last podcast here, in Scotland, we have, in my opinion, the best casting directors in the UK. Mm -hmm. They care for kids. They want to work with us. Myself and Katie work with casting directors who genuinely will take our input. Yeah. If they come to me and they say, I'm looking for this, and I'll be like, okay, you might be looking for this, but have you considered this? Mm -hmm. Because this is also another option. Aye. And they're very friendly with kids, but we can't, we can't change rejection. Mm -hmm. If you don't get the part, you don't get the part. Yeah. It's not my choice. It's no Katie's choice. Aye. It's no the office's choice. It's the casting director and the producers and the director's choice. So 
even a casting director, if they love you and they love me, mm-hmm. you might still not get the part Aye. because they might have cast your brother from America and he might have blue eyes and you might have green. Aye. And it's these things that come in. So it's about, it's brutal for kids. Like Aye. it's so hard. And you, you kind of see when like they go through wee dips, like mm-hmm. I've got, you know, I've got a wee boy who everybody knows, like I shout about all the time, but like mm-hmm. wee Ty, who is literally, in my opinion, will be the next James McAvoy. Like mm-hmm. there is no argument about it. Yeah. I have probably about a hundred students that I know will be professional working actors, but this wee boy is just like, there's no stopping him. Mm-hmm. Every self-tape, he'll come in and he'll film it with me. He'll film it 10 different ways. He'll learn the lines inside the route. Nothing's half-arsed. And I'm Aye. like, that I can't teach. Aye. And people like that will continue to grow and continue Aye. to work. But I imagine when you don't get the parts, it's just the same way I feel and the same way that, you know, you feel when Aye. you maybe want to get a guest on and you're Aye. like, oh, shit, they never get back to me. Because they just ghost you. Aye. Do you ever get used to it? Even as an adult with the Never. whole process? No. It's like, I like auditioning, mm-hmm. right? And you need to like auditioning as an actor. Aye. You want me to come to London and come in and talk to you for 20 minutes and batter out a couple of scenes? Perfect. Aye. I'll be there tomorrow. You want to then nick me apart and say that actually being five foot eight is not that ideal when we're going to cast you with a model who's five ten and you're going to look like our, our, you know, our pal. Aye. She's going to put you in her pocket. And I'm like, oh, shit. Five eight. That's not good. So you then start to go, oh god, you dissect yourself. Aye. Or when you know we get briefed through, and it's like I had one a few weeks ago that my agent had sent something through, and it was like Jim Bunny, and I thought this guy all right. I'm like that. I'm not doing that self tape. There's going to be ten Jim Bunnies that are going to be in the home gym with the top off. I'm like, no, I'm all good. So you need to pick your battles, but Aye. I would know ne- you will never get used to it. I like auditioning. You, nobody likes to be told you've not got the part. Because you get so into it, you get so invested. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mate, I couldn't deal with that. And do you know what? I think as well, like for kids, it's they put you through every loophole. Now they're doing Aye. like a self-tape, a group call, a recall, and then they're bringing you back in. I've even got kids that are getting costume fitted before they're getting the part and then they're saying, sorry, you're um, an inch off for the costume. That's horrendous. It's shit. But I'm like, it and prepares you. Know Manny's name as well at that point because they'll bring in through every emotion. Do you know what? I think like sometimes we don't even hear back though. Aye. So I, I'll sometimes have like a keen parent who's like, you know, did X get it? And I'm like, I don't even know if I've got it yet. Aye. And a casting director in Scotland, um, Anna Dawson's put this thing in place and it's like a yes, no, right. which is brilliant. We've, I've been doing this, what, 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. I've been an actor since I was seven. And if you don't hear back, it's uncommon. You wait a couple of weeks, you go over yourself and you crack on the next one. But she's now implemented that every job that she does, you'll get a yes or a no, which Aye. is unheard of. Aye. And I'm like, we are getting closer to giving actors feedback and saying, nine times out of ten, it's no you. Mm-hmm. It's that the part doesn't suit you. Aye. But it's still hard, isn't it? Oh, well, mate, I can I would crumble, man. I mean, you've probably guessed on here as well that I've done the same. And it's like, then you need to watch it. Aye. <laughs> and you go, well, I had... I had Gary Sweeney on and that's he was talking about a part he'd went to and it got done to him and this other guy and it was an advert I think he for sure it was like 20 grand it's, oh. and he's like I've spent the money I'm away I'm, oh, I'm you're, good to go I couldn't put it better because I better watch what I'm saying here but sometimes <laughs> they give you the vibe and I'm like here <laughs> I'm Mr Coca-Cola I've got it and you're like that honestly I've seen myself on and like that's an 18 grand buyout <laughs> I'll have 18 grand by next Friday. And then you go, oh, you've, a- what? Oh, you've actually went for someone from Southeast Asia. And I'm like, how was, how are we up for the same role? And it's like now, now so many things are on 
fitting the family, which mm-hmm. is so important and it's brilliant that we are seeing diversity across the screen. But some roles aren't additioned on that. So like we maybe just will get like an email and say, we've actually decided that this role is going to be cast as, you know, it's now going to be an Asian family. Mm-hmm. But we've maybe had, I don't know, 16 kids right. that are of different ethnicities going mm-hmm. in an addition for that. So they're all thinking in their head, like, oh, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And then you don't know until it comes out. And I think it keeps it fun, but it keeps it alive. But it's oh, brutal. Aye, that would that would kill me. Aye. And it's, it's, not, it's not enough that you built the studio. You then take, I don't know how many kids <laughs> to New York. Like, you tell me that you're calming down a wee bit. I know. And then no, I look actually, back at the year and I'm like, I know, actually. That was that was two years ago's work, but let me away with that one. Do you know how that all came about? No. So during lockdown, naturally everybody's in their house, mm-hmm. demented. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. How do I run a, a kid's school on Zoom? So I'm like that, right. Trying to teach an acting class on Zoom, which we got there and we right. got great results, but I'm like that, these kids are demented. They've mm-hmm. no the summer show, they've no the pantomime, they've no been to work. And I'm like, go to work for them, they need to learn. Right. So people might think that, you know, my kids going and doing a couple of days at River City as you know oh, that's great and mm-hmm. we say it has been out and seen the set but I'm like they need that in order for me to take their training to the next right. level so I can say what did you learn what did you think what what was the problems mm-hmm. how can I elevate you so we decided during lockdown to like just start going outside and start making videos right. and we'd created this concept like a 500 miles video so mm-hmm. we'd rewrote like some of the proclaimers stuff and I took like 40, 50 kids out when you were safe to do so to Edinburgh and shot our own version of Sunshine and Leith's right. video. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it, it's the biggest, the biggest thing we've ever done. Right. And before you know it, Visit Canada had bought the video <laughs> for, for tourism. There's no airport something. Visit Canada's <laughs> want to pay me 800 quid for the video. I was like, great. Visit Australia's wanting to buy it. And then off the back of that, we get this phone call from... And off, we're in the office one day and Holly, who's our operations manager, was like that to me, Washington, D.C. I was like, you know, you're like that. No, <laughs> go away. So I was like, she's like, this, this woman's pretty legit. She's saying she's working for the White House. Like Shut up. It wasn't the White House, right? She's phoning from Washington and she is the, she's the head. Becky was the head of the american scottish foundation she right. saw the video was very touched mm-hmm. and was like can we share it in our social media i thought crack on becky right. knock yourself out this woman then has a meeting with her i've then been introduced to all these like head of governments in america mm-hmm. i'm sitting in the house probably with a shirt on and my boxers <laughs> talking to like these people from america <laughs> and they were like oh my god we love your work we, you need to come to america and i was like brilliant when like, right. when are we coming <laughs> So we get introduced to this guy called Kyle Dawson, who's right. the president of the New York Tartan Parade. Right. And he was like, I'd love you guys to come to New York. And I thought, brilliant, I'll come to New York. Right. Not a problem. So it's then like everything, you know, it just grows arms right. and legs. So Kyle Dawson was the president. He invited us out to perform and open the parade. But then all his kind of contacts have got one done like, are these kids coming over? I've seen them in social media. So it transpired into a five-day trip where literally the kids worked from morning, four in the morning, we're up doing live TV, radio. I've got them on NBC. We're in Times Square doing performances. I'm like, we were in, literally, we never stopped working when we were there. And it just created a buzz where, in short, we were invited out there Aye. to perform in the parade, to perform for Scottish government. And it just became this massive deal. We, we know, we went to Broadway shows, but we took 70 kids plus their parents to New York. And I'm like, 
one the stress of it during Aye. a pandemic the logistics I mean in the logistic I will hold no responsibility for that <laughs> I have the best I use a travel partner Kieran and the boys at the Premiership Experience who mm -hmm. literally create the itinerary to the second brilliant and the operations team at the theatre school right. I mean they're needing to get everybody's passports vaccine passports they're needing to go and get lateral flow tests like it's a big operation I mean all I had to do was create the music with Brooke and you know create a couple of numbers and a few costumes but it was a massive operation so we took like 90 kids out to New York there wasn't a, a news channel that we weren't on there we were in all the news here but it was a once in a lifetime opportunity Aye. that now you know in every industry there's a terrible tendency that people want to jump on the back of everyone else two years later mm -hmm. so like the videos we done I'm like now everyone wants to do an Aye. outdoor video now everyone wants to go to New York and I'm like come on just Aye. Go to Craig Tara, do what you were doing. <laughs> so that's when we then go back to us going, how can we be bigger? How yeah. can we be better? So we were invited out last year to perform in the parade like Karen Gillan, which was mental. Mm -hmm. But I think as well, it's like, it's an opportunity for kids that they're never going to forget. Oh, I've never been to New York. I'm like, I mean, 25, the first time I went, I'm taking a seven-year-old and her mum to go and perform in the parade. So it was good, but hard logistically. Yeah great experience videos and memories for life but i it was a it was a fantastic experience for the kids all the back off of a social media video did you see it growing that big when you done it no absolutely not you know i'm like might get a couple of extra kids off this Aye. but more importantly my kids need to have a show yeah like i need to work you need to do your podcast Aye. they need a show so they had yeah. to do something and i mean when you even watch the video i think it's got like two million views on facebook and x amount on instagram and it's like it's class it's literally the even it's huge in new york isn't it no, it's, oh, it's massive and americans love scottish Aye. people like i'm standing in, i don't even know fifth avenue whatever it is and people are like is it reese i've followed your videos online i'm like <laughs> hi how are you oh I, i've got a sister who lives in sterling i'm like oh they are mental but they are the most welcoming people i literally i don't greet right Aye. i cried for five days before i got there i just kept looking and i'm like i've actually got kids in new york performing but we did this thing on the friday night and it was like we opened the scottish government's kaylee right and i'm like i'm just looking around and i'm like we've literally got like all the scottish government foreign correspondents i've got like people for the people for the white house are standing and i've got like you know all the kids fit every scheme in Glasgow <laughs> who are serenading them with 500 miles. I'm like, it was just fantastic and an experience that I'll probably never forget. I would say that's definitely like my career highlight. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know if you'll top that, mate. Well, you'll just need to wait and see. Aye. But I'll always have something. But that was good <laughs> as well. Like, see for the staff as well. Like, that was a big sitting back as well. Like, Brooke, Jasmine, mm -hmm. who have been with me for five years and Aye. I'm like, this is me now going, okay, yous now know what we do. Aye. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was I mean, getting them there was one thing. The cost of the cost of it was ridiculous. Still, but it's experience in it. It's... And it's like but they all I'm like, these kids are working. Aye. People think we're all there on a jolly. Aye. You're up for four in the morning. Aye, you're doing I've got you so we had them training. We had them in like Broadway dance studio. I had them in all these acting centers meeting the best actors in New York. We were at Broadway. And then we're performing, but I'm like, <laughs> they literally come back. I think we all slept for a week. Jeez. So it was good fun, but that's probably incredible. the biggest. Yeah. So, but I'm like, it was just nice. I'm like, Scottish, like Scottish people don't 
We don't celebrate Scotland. No, mate. Said that to you before. We don't celebrate Scotland yet. You know, half of New York is out with their kilts on. We don't celebrate success. But that's listen. There's a there's a mindset and a mentality where mm. I always say it, and it's like you're programmed in the education system that we have to go to school, get a job, get an apprenticeship, and go to Turkey for two weeks in the summer. Mm. And and that's the mindset that mm. we are brought up with. Mm-hmm. And over there, it's like let's do shit that people want to see. Aye. So no, I, New York as a city, I would go back to put it that way. Just everybody just loves, like they love the arts, they love creativity. I'm like, Karen Gillan's, you know, on a parade with, Aye. literally when I say kids from everywhere across Scotland, it was class. That's huge. So it was man. nice, it was good, it was a good one. Let me ask you then, so that's a high point. Yeah. What do you think has been the lowest point in the last five years? Because we always, we always talk about brilliant things, but I like to know about points where it's no work so well and how you've managed to kind of get yourself out of that point as well I mean I've messed up more than I've made work and that's very important to say like you know <laughs> over the years like there has been so many things that haven't went right whether it be the building in its own mm-hmm. from every perspective that was the worst experience of my life Mm -hmm. right like people dying probably wouldn't comprehend the. i was in a mood for three months like there was no getting me out of it Mm -hmm. and no matter like okay i was like we're going we're getting there we're opening see even still i was like is this it have i been that stressed and that ill and that much of a horrible person from september to january for this for a studio which is unlike you honestly see anybody that anybody that knows me was like are you all right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like, I've never ever been in a situation where, okay, you're always like, right, that's, that hurts, it either hurts your heart, hurts your head, mm-hmm. it hurts your bank balance. Aye. This hurt every one of them. <laughs> I was like, pff, it was just brutal. And I think that probably as well, one thing that, okay, I'm knowing it. And I was quite honest about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Anybody that asked me was like, how was it? I'm like, I'll never, I am never, ever, ever moving again. Mm-hmm. I would maybe extend. Aye. I would maybe add a bit on. Aye. But I wouldn't put myself through that. It was mental torture. Like, you're literally dealing with, I'm running a business at the same time. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was paying for three studios because I'd left my old one and I'd also, classic, restorally thought, try to take the mirrors with me. They cost me two grand. I'm pulling them off the wall ripped every bit of plasterboard off <laughs> off the wall so then that was another x amount of thousand to fix that i've got smashed mirrors so one studios that i was supposed to be it was supposed to be going up it was going back to the landlord was supposed to be a case of blood like a painting game it i've ripped every mirror off every wall so i then had to get people on to plaster it oh, man. i've put these vinyls everywhere that i had to get off so i'm like that's costing me this it's also costing me time Aye. my staff don't have anywhere to work from so during the period of <laughs> during the period of December to the middle of January, I had been paying for Rogart Street, mm-hmm. was paying for Stockwell Place, and had to then take on a third unit because I, I couldn't have been Rogart Street anywhere. Stockwell Place didn't have a toilet, so it wasn't illegal for me to get my staff to work for there. So I'm actually hiring some lassie studio above McDonald's and sits in four corners. So that for me, I was just like, this isn't adding up. Like, where have I went wrong? I'm like everything's no work to you aye. and it's like people are like oh my god that your studio looks great i'm like i enjoy it because 
it'll not be changing. So that that was hard. And I think like just we as like as entrepreneurs are like CEOs, mm -hmm. as we all talk about, right? Mm -hmm. You're made to make it as if you're made of stone. Like everything still hurts you. Aye. Like if a kid decides to leave mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, if they've had a bad experience at the school, like that still hurts you. You're like, shit, you know, I'm so invested in that kid's career. Aye. I know their parents or even like when a kid doesn't get a job, like mm -hmm. it's shit. Aye. It's absolutely shit. Like you go through every emotion with them. You go through the script, you go through the high and then yeah. you're like, oh, I never went their way. And it's like, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about like staff who want to, you know, staff is a massive issue. And like, mm -hmm. I always say I've got the best team, but I have had some well and truly interesting people over the years <laughs> who <Nicely> have put. <laughs> tested my patients, who have tested their contracts, who have tested the T's and C's of working with children. Like, Aye. and I'm like, you know, there's all of these things that come into play that you can't, you feel like you can't talk about, but mm -hmm. it's hard. And then like, you've also got to then deal with your own life, deal with like, you know, your tire gets, you, you get a flat Aye. tire on the way to work and it's like, all of these things that all come in, but I think that certainly like the lowest, the lowest point for me that might have looked like the most successful point in my career mm -hmm. was opening what of a dream studio. And honestly, when it was opened, it was fantastic. But mm -hmm. the day that we opened, it wasn't finished. We had my builders left. My painter was still in at four in the morning and I had children in at 8.30 on the ballet bar. And I'm like, there was so many finishes that weren't done, but... Mm -hmm. The builder just kept saying, we need another week. And I was like, you've had six weeks apart from me being shut. I'm like, I literally cannot afford to know any longer. Right. I'm like, and it's just these things that like you're wiped out right. every aspect. You're drained. So I, that, that was brutal. Did you see during that time, did you share that with MD or did you keep it all? I've got quite like a close like circle, right? So mm. I've got like, good pals that are in me like katie who is my business partner at the agency who is literally like katie helps run my life yeah. like and then i've got like a team in the office right so i've got like holly i've got your jasmines i've got show i've got the best team who i mm -hmm. genuinely got on with but nobody understands that and like Aye. people just think that i'm exaggerating like Aye. or like even even like my family my, those around me like you know two of my best pals kirsten and amy on one of is scotland's most successful marketing and influencer agency and i'm like some days we're all like, did you have to deal with that? Like, it's conversations that you need to have with people and it's great to speak about it, but nobody ever gets it. Like, mm. nobody ever feels the same way you hang. Like, as I said, I've just been away working and like, nobody gets it unless they've done it. Aye. I suppose as well, nobody feels the financial pressure because it's you. There's, there's, I'm going to say something like, I'm maybe going to get in trouble for saying it, but I did... I used to be the manager of light and rumor mm -hmm. and I did the refurb there. Right. And I could have, I felt every other emotion, mm -hmm. the stress, the no being able to open, the cancel people's bookings. But I didn't feel the financial stress because I still got paid at the end of Aye. the week. Whereas it was horrible. Aye. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like 84 grand for the ventilation. Surely you whack in a couple of fans. I'm like that. It's, it's when you, when you then take it to like a scale of like which people think is growth, mm -hmm. right? But us as a business, we're very like we follow every procedure and every policy that's mm -hmm. there, right? But that comes with a price. Yeah. If I was a dance school or if I was a if I was just reached the acting teacher that mm -hmm. ran at the primary school, I would have no expenses. Aye. I would pay the council 70 quid for the let and I'd be up the road and I'd maybe pay public liability insurance. Aye. You don't pay the installation, you know, we didn't have toilets. 
we didn't have running water we didn't have water fountains and it's like all of these things people think it's just like oh that's growth no Aye. that's growth because i want it because mm -hmm. i want the best for my students Aye. i want the best for my staff and i'm like i could have easily just sat back and went you know what crack on let's take this primary school on Aye. monday to friday but where's the fun in not pushing yourself out your comfort zone eh it's a bit like you're doing it but you know what's going to come but you're still it's a kind of sadistic like i'm just going to do it anyway i know it's like don't do it you know what i think it's like don't do it don't do it don't do i've done it <laughs> i'm like it is but it's like everything in life i need to be kept entertained Aye. i'm like right we're going away and filming like i thought right okay that's a good challenge three months away no work like no contact with the school do you know what crack on i'm there and i'm like then when it actually comes down to it you go actually let me let me do that it's not until you go home and it's 11 o'clock and you go shit how's that going to play out <laughs> right so you've been away for a few months i'll leave it up to you what you can say and what you can't say about what you've been doing i knew something was happening because you're a social butterfly and your social media went fucking way off the grid so i have been away mm -hmm. i have been away um for a few months and i was very very fortunate that i was presented an opportunity that a year ago i would have said no to and you know i'm all about meditation Aye. i ask i i'm out there praying to the universe mm -hmm. every day and i had been asking for this for a long time why would you have said no before what because would i wouldn't have trusted the i wouldn't have put trust in anyone at the school right so I have an affirmation that I say every single day, every day that I say when I wake up, mm -hmm. that literally would get you out of bed, right? But I've always said I want, I want to be a, I want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I want to be. I used to say it, I want to be a Scottish actor in TV and screen. I want to have Scotland's most successful theatre school. That changed a couple of years ago. But I used to say that, and I'm like, okay, you're working on one of them, my friend. But the other one, right. you're leaving, leaving in the back burner. So I had had a conversation last year with my agent, and I had went like you know what actually let's let's give this a go mm -hmm. and different opportunities come in you know you audition you read yep you go and meet different people but i was presented with an opportunity that i literally couldn't say no i was as a once in a lifetime opportunity to film mm -hmm. a brand new drama that um i genuinely believe is the next good move for me mm -hmm. but you know part and parcel of that is i couldn't be in scotland for up to three months and mm -hmm where we were filming i didn't have any contact my phone didn't really work mm -hmm. and that then came with me going okay you've been presented with an opportunity and it's what i always say i have a brilliant friend chloe chloe ferns who always says you ask you receive you get you complain and that's <laughs> i'm always like i ask for it i receive it i get it and then i go did I ask that for? <laughs> but i'm not going to too much mm -hmm. but coming to your screens in january um hi nice I've got to ask you because we spoke about it beforehand. What did your pals think you were doing for that, um, that period? It wasn't just my pals. Basically, let me just think of the right way to word that. Yeah. <laughs> I signed a massive NDA. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go away filming, like, it's nobody's business, right? And mm -hmm. I always say, it's a need to know basis, yep. is what I always say. Yep. But naturally, I meet 300 people in a week, mm -hmm. right? I bump into every mum who I always have time for and say, mm -hmm. how are you? I'm in New York with 90 kids and five days after it, I'm moving to another country. I'm like that. By the way, enjoy the rest of your term. Enjoy my fifth year anniversary show was the biggest show yet. And I'm not going to be there for it. 
Luckily enough, I managed at home for it. But everybody thought I was going on Love Island. So for ages, people kept being like, what are you filming? Oh my God. So I went to cut one night before I went anywhere. People right. were like, you're going on Love Island. And I was like, so I just started going with it. I thought if it's going, you're going to stop asking questions. I was like, I cannot say a thing. I was like, it's nothing to do with me. I was like, listen, I'm in a strict contract. So when when I came back from filming and I landed in Scotland, I was getting all these messages and it was like, so I think I came home about four days before Love Island aired. Right. And everybody was like, um, oh my God, I've been in the gym today and I've just heard you're going to Love Island. Are you coming in right away? And I'm like, it's hilarious. Even like, I've got a student, John, and he's so funny. And he was like, I can't believe it. You're going to Love Island. And I was like, I'm not going on Love Island. And he was like, I'm telling you, he was like, I've clocked it. He was like, I've took all the hints you've said and I've put them together. <laughs> it's the new phone that doesn't add up. And I was like, it's not that I've not got a phone. I just won't be able to use it. Aye. Um, so I, I think a lot of people thought I was in Love Island. I can confirm I'm absolutely not in Love Island. The finals <laughs> next week. But um, I, it's a good show. I'm looking forward to it coming out. And you know what? It's exciting for me. It's exciting for Scotland. Mm -hmm. It's exciting to you know be working with the people that I'm working with and flying the flag for what Scotland's all about. Love it, mate. What about... Are you going to keep going with that side of things? Are you going to try and balance that with everything else? Or what are you, what you thinking going forward? You know what? I would... Many jobs have you had in your life? Probably about a dozen, mate. Right. And how many more would you like to do? Probably about another 20 or 30. Right. I'd like... I'd, I'd give in and I go... Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love to be a doctor. I'd See if somebody <laughs> would be daft enough to give me a shift in a &E. I'd be there with bells on, right? <laughs> I'm like, if somebody would give me a job as a police at the weekend, I would be there. So whatever job comes my way, like I think I work in an industry where all publicity is good, right? Mm -hmm. I would love to continue doing what I'm doing. Like acting is something that I'm very fortunate now that I'm a different type of actor. And I always say it like when I left drama school, I needed it mm -hmm. and I needed that job. Mm -hmm. And I worked well, I've done great jobs, I've had fantastic roles over my career, but it's a different sense of feeling now. I'm like, do you know what, actually, like, it's more like a passion, I love it. And see, yeah. like, being back and being filming, it's like, you know, this is a buzz that, like, mm -hmm. you, nothing compares to it. No, every actor will tell you, it, like, yeah. you know, I don't know how I feel when it comes out on screen, but it is a brilliant buzz. See, being back and, like, working on your craft, and, mm -hmm. like, I would say that in an ideal world, if you could paint me a picture mm -hmm. i would be a serious regular in a drama three months of the year right you know scottish version of line of duty i'll be your martin compson three three <laughs> months of the year and i'll run the school the rest of it and you know maybe do a couple of things other else between that love to do a bit of radio would love to i'd love to like i'm like i would do it like that this is you calm down <laughs> i mean where i'm getting the time i don't know but i'm like i would 100 keep it up like do you know what we are we're very lucky if an opportunity comes up. Right. I will always be involved in that. And I think that it might be five years time and I might go, do you know what? I don't want to act anymore. I don't want to be in TV anymore. I don't want to, I don't know, work in any sort of this right. industry. And I want to just be the office manager at the Theatre School of Scotland mm -hmm. and I can do that. But I am like, it's still nice to go and do the odd job and then I get into it. Definitely, mate. Lovely. I'm like, see if you, let's go 10, 20 years for now. And obviously there's so many things that you want to try. Do you always think you'll have the theatre school? Do you think that will, do you always see that in the plans when you look at? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Over the next year where my development, where my time's going is the college. So I've now opened the Theatre College of Scotland, which 
in my opinion, in my opinion, might be only mine. Mm -hmm. But I want to create something that Scotland doesn't have. The RCS at the top of the town is a fantastic training centre. Mm -hmm. But they let four or five Scottish people in a year and right. the rest of it is international students or it's people from England that are paying double the fees right, okay. to come up. right? And I understand businesses need mm -hmm. to make money. But I want to create a collective of young, talented performers who go and work. Mm -hmm. So I want to give them three years training. They get a degree. I want to affiliate myself with a, one of the best unis in London, which all the plans are starting to be in place in that. So maybe when I come back in two years, that's what we'll then have. Mm -hmm. At the moment, we've got a three-year diploma programme. And I'm like, I've actually clicked on that training part-time is great, but see if I had these kids four, five days a week. Mm. Think what you could get out of them. Yeah. Think of the teachers you could bring in. Think of the work they could go and do. So I always envision myself having the theatre school and having the college. What do I want in the next 10 years? I don't know, but I mean, if somebody was to come along in 10 years, if there was to be, I don't know, a tycoon right. who wanted to make me an offer, you know, I'm human, <laughs> but I wouldn't let it go, I don't Aye. think. So much effort into it, but I'm like, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going anytime soon. And I'm like, but I don't want to be one of those like old, old, you know, like pure old guys and women that are like pure still, still teaching, still in the, nah, like I can't even be doing that. <laughs> but I still think I would always, I would always be involved in this. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like the best thing about my job. Like yeah. if I decide next week, I absolutely hate the school. Mm -hmm. I'll just go and work in the agency or work aye, in the college aye, and it's like it's good but I, I always see me having it there I, I don't know how I would let it go but the school's like my child aye. my the college I'm like oh, I love it the agency I, I love so much of it but like I don't know what it is about the theatre school Scotland it's just like it's got something on me but then that your relationship with all that is probably 20 relationships where like Adults, kids, you 100%. name it, rolled into one and 100%. you've hit every emotion A hundred percent. But what you need to think about as well is it's like, the theatre schools gave me a life that I would not have had. Yeah. And like, growing, like I don't come from like, you know, a pure wealthy family. Mm -hmm. Bang average Joe, right? Like, Aye. you know, and it literally, the, the industry that I'm in, like, I was a working actor who has built a life that I always imagine is like my dream day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very fortunate that I can come and sit here. I'm very fortunate that I'm in London working this week. I'm away Thursday, Friday, Saturday filming something. And I'm like, that's that's a life that any actor would literally go, that's my dream, yeah. right? Because in between the acting jobs, what do you do? You work mm -hmm. in Wagamamas or you work in Nando's? And I'm right. like, and I think it's just, it's the life that I've always had in my head mm -hmm. and now I've got it. I'm like, I'm not ready to let it go anytime soon. <laughs> Question I really, really wanted to ask you. Always. Obviously, we spoke two years ago. Would you think has been your biggest learnings in that time? Because you've been through so much since then. Biggest learnings. Right. You can't do it all. Right. I can only motivate people right mm -hmm. being a leader is about vision mm -hmm. right i can bring the vision in and i can try and get you to there but you won't have the same vision as me Aye. i can try and paint it i mm -hmm. can try and show you it, but you can only try and motivate enthusiasm and try and get them at the same point that you're at being a manager is a totally different job mm -hmm. managing people is about looking at like What's your KPIs this month? You know, have you hit your yeah. targets? And what I've actually realized is I am one of the best motivators I know. I'm one of the best leaders mm -hmm. that I know. 
But I've had to bring in management teams within the business because there's too many of them. Yeah. I can't be, you know, I can't be having a conversation with you every Friday saying like, how was X, Y, and Z class? So what I've learned is let's bring in people who have credibility, who have the skill set that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Bring them in and let's work together. But also put more trust in people. Yeah. There are some good humans out there. <laughs> there are some horrible humans, but there's some good ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Right. I did also get a few questions in for Go people. Go for it. I'm shocked that people want to hear me. Why? Why I don't would know. You be I, find, I mean, I love, you know me, I love talking to people. <laughs> I love, I would talk to people all day and all night. That's why I'd be perfect being a TV presenter. <laughs> I don't know, but I just find it amazing that people have sent in questions. Always, mate. I love it. Um, somebody asked, makes me a bit nervous. <laughs> if you could choose a film and a TV show that you would have loved to have been in and played a main part in. Mm. What would it be? No. Right. Okay. A TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with quite a lot, as you know, right? I'm right into it. Love it. I love a drama. But I would honestly argue, and I know I've already said it, but Line of Duty, mm-hmm. right? The writing is second to none. Right. The writing is engaging. It keeps the audience gone. And it's high drama. I want to be working on a show where we're blowing motors up and blowing hussies up, right? <laughs> Big explosive episodes. I don't want to be working on a show that's, you know, let's all come in and hold hands and talk about Aye. feelings. Let's work, in, let's work in the big high hitters. The big BBC dramas is what we're looking for. So I would say Line of Duty, a film. I don't know if I've said this before. I'm actually no massive on films. Right. Like, I'll, I can appreciate a good film, mm-hmm. but I would much rather a TV, a, a serious... So I'm going to actually replace the film, if you don't mind, with a, a period drama. Go for Bridgerton. It. Oh, you nice. Give me a season in Bridgerton Aye. and that would be... I'd be a happy man. What about one of the soaps? I would do the soaps. The money's up. Corey. If I could choose, Aye. I'm going to be honest. I would start my career at Hollyoaks. Knew you were going to say that there. Because you, you know what? There's a bit of, there's a bit of history there with me <laughs> Hollyoaks. So I would start my career at Hollyoaks and then I'd go over to the Cobbles and retire there. Do you go Corey over EastEnders? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. I'm not an EastEnders fan, but I'm going to say something while I'm here. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. Would, years ago, you know, people used to be like, oh, I wouldn't do Rubber City. And see now, see the writing and see what's on that. I'm mm. like, listen, Rubber City's filmed an hour away from me. Aye. I'd do a, you know, maybe a guest, a guest regular. If I could put her down, you know, that's that's perfect for a Scottish Aye. actor though. And it's a great, it's a great establisher and mm-hmm. soap. But in an ideal world, I'd start in Hollyoaks, mm-hmm. cause a bit of trouble, and go over and retire in the cobbles. Nice. That's what I'd do. Nice. Um quite a serious one. Oh, one thing you would change about your industry if you had the opportunity to. <laughs> my industry is full of great people right but there's also so many I better watch what I'm saying here right because Sean who is like one of my good pals mm-hmm. um, Sean Connor is an actor and I always say to Sean when we meet an actor I'm like they're a good one we can trust him Gail Telfer Stevens I always say like she's cut for the same cloth as us I do not want to go on set and talk about politics. Nor do I want to go on set and talk about being vegan, right? right? So seeing an everyday job, my staff and my team don't come in and go, yeah, yeah, um, I'm actually, um, I'm not going to eat that because I want, 
why why are we going to sets and why are people talking about that there's just some very interesting people if i could change one thing about the industry it would probably be the amount of opinionated people in it mm-hmm. i'm like what's that going to do with you <laughs> let's come in battle the scenes out and get up the road is what my opinion is <laughs> so i would definitely say some of the people that are still in the industry it's still a very upper class industry mm-hmm. and it's one thing that riles me up like being working class is still not a thing in this yeah. industry if you don't go to a big drama school or if you're not pottering about mm-hmm. at the best you know places with the best agent there's still a, a working class element that you don't get seen and even in scotland it's mm-hmm. still a very upper class industry you think that'll change i bloody hope so really? because in a world scotland as a place is we're a very middle class society right mm-hmm. Like, and that's what it comes to. Like, we're all a very working class society, should I say, right? And my my customers and my students are a very working class society, Mm -hmm. which is what I want to work with. And you still see it. Like, I seen a job a few weeks ago and we had a wee boy and they were like, oh, the producer's son's actually going to take that part. And I thought, of course he is. Of course he is. Because the producer's (laughs) son's probably been whipped out the board in school and told, listen, son, you're getting into this one. So it's still, it's still a strange place. And hopefully that changes. Hopefully, mate. Hopefully. Worst audition you've ever been to? Um, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, for anybody that... <laughs> I don't know if I've told you this before, but I told an absolute whopper before. And it came back and bit me in the arse. Right. So, if anyone's watching this and anyone has any sort of advice that you take from me for acting, learn your lines and show up with a couple of options for your character. <laughs> I had been asked to audition for a film and they asked if we could play the accordion. Right. Now, I can't play the accordion, <laughs> right? But I seen it on Twitter. It was an open call and I thought, I'm not going to say I can play it, but I just kept saying how musically gifted I was, right? Mm-hmm. I also am not musically gifted in the slightest, <laughs> but I just thought, we'll bypass the conversation. <laughs> well, like for a Scottish boy to go and film, I can't remember where it was, and three editions in, right. I went into the audition it was an accordion. When I say... There was sweat dripping from every part of my body. And I was like, she's going to ask me to play. She was like, and she was like, so now that we've done the scene, um, we just thought, well, we've got the director over from America. We would just, you know, see you playing. I was like that. Right. Um, now I'm actually thinking, shit. So I was like, oh, is it the accordion? I still couldn't. I still never gave in and said, I've told you an absolute whopper. I can't play the accordion. Right. I was like, oh, the accordion? I was like, oh, I don't play the accordion. I was like, my family's very musically gifted. I was like, can play the piano, can play the keyboard, can't play the keyboard or the piano, might I add, right? But just wanted out the room. So Katie always laughs at me. She's like, can you, we tell every child that story. Don't ever lie in your CV and don't ever apply for an open call that says you must be able to play the accordion when you can't play the accordion. Because I was melting John in there. I'm, I've never sweated like it in my life. Of course I didn't get the part and of course I made myself look like an absolute idiot. Did you just walk out? No, she was like, oh really? She was like, I could have swore that you, I could have swore you said, it's just that we're three rounds in and I thought, no, 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 I thought, see you later. <laughs> see you never. So, fingers crossed that um, oh. the black casting director ever, I mean, she still knows me, she still gives my range job, so I'll no moan. Oh, I've never brought that up. Nice man. Yeah, so that. <laughs> um, somebody message said, every time I go to Reese's stories, he's always out for dinner in nice places. What four people would they pick to have a this an a, ideal dinner? What a question, because I've never been asked that before. Right. Four people to have dinner. 
Um, right. I'm going to say Simon Cowell. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I need to know how. How did you go for having £36 in the bank to own in the X Factor? I need to know the, I need to know the business. Uh -huh. I need to know the strategy, right? Um, Celine Dion. Right. So she can sing a couple of tunes. <laughs> Is she alive still? I think she has come to the Hydro next year, actually. So Celine Dion. Aye. Um, who else would I have? Um, if I could have them, ABBA. I'd have them as the entertainment. What a table that is. I know. Abba, they don't need to sit, they can stand and right. they can perform. And don't know, somebody else. I would probably have like a James McAvoy. Right. You know, my own company, bit of patter, entertain the rest of the guests. You'd take the wee man, but like that's that's your future. Well, there you go. I'd say that's my table. That's I'd say it. Simon Cowell. Need I need this I need the strategical business plan of how we went for that. Mm -hmm. Celine Dion, I'll give her the playlist if she's a short of what to sing. <laughs> Abba, who doesn't love Abba by Correct. the way? And I will go with James McAvoy. Nice. There you go. Nice. Interesting. Definitely. If, if you want me to choose a place as well, I'll come back to you on that next. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I love the people. Like, it's always it for me. Honestly, places. man. Honestly. Um. I asked you before, obviously, I asked you, seeing as we're on again, um, do you want to see you in that couch? Um, who would I love to see in this couch? I've told you before, and you need to, you need to just go into the shop and tell them. David and Terry, my two. Mate, I can't tell you how many messages we've swapped. We just can't get a... Listen, go into the shop and take <laughs> the mics in. David and Terry are two of my best pals, right? Two of my best mates that I've got. And I feel like we've almost like went through this journey together, mm -hmm. like... They literally had a business that was like startup like mine. Right. They used to sell shoes for the garage. Aye. They used to like, it's just wild. They're now stocked in Harvey Nichols. Like, Aye. and I think that's one thing that's very important. Like having that circle around you, like David and Terry, mm -hmm. Jade, Kirsten and Amy. Mm -hmm. Like I've got brilliant pals who are doing like brilliant things out there. So like mm -hmm. that helps like, when you had a shit day and you go yeah. here, wait till I tell you this. 100%. So now David and Terry should be sat here. You need to get them on. I will, mate. I've, I've been trying because I've, I've watched them grow. They're brilliant. And see now they're fucking everywhere. They'll know, like, listen, see trying to get them to actually put their face, <laughs> like, I couldn't be any, like, different, like, David and Terry and me have did, like, different things. We've had a couple of, like, projects over the years mm -hmm. together and they're like, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing the talking. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, if it's going to get, if it's going to get the customers Aye. through the door, 100%. you'll see me in Sucky Hall Street with a big flag. <laughs> One of the boards on me. So David and Terry need to be, the story that they've got is brilliant mm -hmm. and the journey that they're on is just absolutely insane. So I would love to love to see they two on this couch. It is a mission, mate. It is a mission. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me as always. What a pleasure. I need first dibs in January. You're in. When, You're in. You're when in. this all happens. You've got it. Beautiful, mate. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you very much for having me and I look forward to listening to whoever you've got on next. Top man, mate. Cheers. <laughs>